Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that was something. But thanks for joining us here at the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Gerald Borgay and Espo. And unfortunately, the Suns fall to the Warriors 123 to 112. I'm going to blame Espo, and I think all of you guys should blame Espo as well. You want to know why? Because Espo jinxed us. Look at this tweet that Espo sent out at (laughs) 6.30 p.m. tonight, March 13th, 2023. He said, Book is the best shooting guard in the league. Deal with it, Clay. Hey, and then what happened? And then (laughs) Book had 32 points and four rebounds, and Clay had 38 points and five rebounds. What happened? I mean... Clay knocked down eight threes. <laughs> what happened is you so tested what? you tested the basketball gods so again. What? You knew what was at stake so and you did what? it anyway. So what is a loss? So another loss in the loss column. Yeah, it was my fault. I'll take you. <laughs> we I know wish, it was your You know fault. what? Maybe I do have that power because I bet you, on the bet show uh last week on the Spurs Nuggets game, bet the Nuggets a minus sixteen, mm. and they lost to the Spurs, straight out lost to the Spurs. And I don't believe they've won since. So maybe I am a, a, a massive reverse jinx, and I am all for it. Should I just start openly rooting for the Suns' opponent each game? I let the chat figure it out. I don't know that that is the correct answer. Let's go, Bucks! Woo! Oh, boy. To this issue? <laughs> um, I don't know what the right answer is, but I don't think it's a complete reverse of what you've been doing. I think maybe it's somewhere in the we, middle. We just need to find a way to use your powers for good. We'll figure it out. I've been attempting to for years. And they just, <laughs> it, it, it does the polar opposite. of. I, you ever watch Seinfeld? There's that episode where George Costanza just does the opposite of what he instinctually thinks he should do. And he, he winds up succeeding. Maybe I need to start doing that. Maybe. No more no more funny Espo. I'm just coming as the intelligent one now. You know, okay. while we're on this... Um, <laughs> pointing blame kind of wagon here. Uh, mm. Let's the Joker said, this is Saul's fault with the Warriors money line pick. LOL. You're right. It's Espo and Saul's fault. Hold on. It can't be both our faults because Why I, not? I said something that was positive sons and he picked against the sons and it's, it's, it's my fault for being trying to be, you know, Hey, I'm cheering my guy and I'm saying he's better than clay and, and Saul picks warriors and, and we get the same blame. 
I think that's horse shit. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, let's start <laughs> this one off by looking inside the box to find out what happened in this game. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Oh, it does not smell good what's in this box. This is not, <laughs> this is not pretty. All right, it's a 123-112 Suns loss to the Warriors. And it gets uglier than that, I hate to tell you. Uh, the Suns were 4 of 21 from three-point land. Yeah, that's right, 4 of 21. Not great, Bob. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors were 19 of 39. So, uh, yeah, pretty damn good for the Warriors, unfortunately. Uh, third point, third quarter points though. This is where the Suns uh, actually shined a little bit. Mm-hmm. They outscored the Warriors thirty to twenty three uh, points in the paint as well. Suns dominated sixty four points to forty six points. Uh, thanks in large part to Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton's work down low. But you know what? As we say, the math wasn't mathing in the Suns' favor. Nineteen threes for the Warriors, four for the Suns. That's a lot of points you gave up. 45-point yeah. differential Thank you from for the threes. Man. Yeah, I got you. Um, no, like, look, we, we've we seen a pattern the last two games, and it's been the Suns don't come out with the right defensive focus and intensity in the first half, mm-hmm. and they try to dig themselves out of it in the third quarter in the second half. They did that again tonight. They had a great third quarter. They couldn't quite close it because I think, think the Warriors closed on, like, an 11-4 yeah. run that kind of pushed it back out to 10 again. Um, but their defense has to lock in. And I know in the first half, the Warriors, like Clay hit some really tough shots, but to get him started, they were open. And yeah. the Warriors' ball movement, off-ball movement was really good. Um, and this was kind of the first test for Josh Akogi without Kevin Durant out there, without Mikhail Bridges in this matchup. Mikhail's usually the one hounding Steph or Clay around all these screens. Um, and I just, they didn't do a good job communicating. They didn't do a good job switching. They didn't do a good job negating all of that off-ball movement. The Warriors got rolling early. Um, and this is also the second game in a row where the Suns bench has been outscored significantly. It was 39-27 tonight. Um, over the last two games combined, it's been 104-61. to You can't be giving up an average of 20 bench points a game and expect to win with Kevin Durant out of the lineup. So these are things that they have to find a way to improve upon Um and be better for because when Kevin Durant's back, the bench lineup doesn't need to do as much. But in the interim, if you want to keep winning games, some of these bench guys have to give you more than what they're giving you right now. Yeah, I, one of the things, I mean, I think they gave up a, a handful of open looks early in the game. But a lot of those threes that, that in particular, Clay wanted meeting were, were fairly contested mm-hmm. in that first half. So I, I give the defense some uh, some blame Early on, but this was one of those nights, at least in the first half, with Clay and Steph to a to a, a much lesser extent, where it didn't matter what kind of defense you were playing, they were hitting uh, at will. So uh, some some nights you're going to have this with a with a team like like the Warriors. I did like that they didn't give up though; they mm-hmm. could have packed it in. And that third quarter, they fought back. They got it down to three. And, uh, you know, obviously I think they ran out of some gas there in, in part but and couldn't couldn't close out in that final. I think it was 234 where, where the Warriors kind of blitzed them again, and that was game. I mean, the Suns were mm-hmm. never really back in it after that point. But, uh, yeah, it, this is, this is a, a tough one to gauge. They even said it on the broadcast, how do you gauge this team against other teams in the West? 
when you don't have Katie? What's the what's the barometer here? And I you, mean, that's tough because Katie is one of the best players in the league right now. Obviously, right. it makes a big difference. Plus, you put them in with those bench units. That automatically elevates their level of play throughout the entire game. But I think the biggest thing from the defensive side of things for me is is KD is not like um, losing a Mikel Bridges defensively, right? It's not like you're losing a defensive player of the year. Mm. So just because KD's out, your defense shouldn't just fall apart. Mm. Is it a lack of effort? Is it a communication thing? Like, where did the defensive intensity go? Because they picked it up in the second half. I know that. I'll give mm. them that. But Sacramento and the first half of this game, like, what's up? I think, well, I mean, we got to give the other side credit, too, because the Kings are literally the number one offense this in the league. True. The Warriors are a high-powered offense that's struggled defensively this year, um, and the Suns still put up 112. The problem is they gave up 123. They've they've got to find a way to lock back in, and, and I do think that even though Kevin Durant is not the perimeter defender that McHale is, having him on the back line and having his length out there, it just makes the Suns a bigger and longer team that can deter some of these things that we're seeing uh, from offenses that they're able to do. And and I just think the communication hasn't really been there. The effort hasn't been there. The focus, it's been kind of odd um, and uncharacteristic of this team based on what we've seen from them all year. But they've got to find a way to lock in because it doesn't get any easier tomorrow night. It's Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, and Giannis just went off for 46 tonight. So fortunately, mm. both teams are on a back-to-back. But... Maybe Giannis coming off the injury. They don't play him in a back-to-back. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, look, it, it was compound. The defense was compounded by the fact that, again, in that first quarter, all of a sudden, everybody went cold. Mm. I, I've never seen a team that does it like this team has this season and part of the playoffs last year where it, it spreads throughout everybody and no one can shoot. Yeah. Like, no one can make a bucket. Uh, and and that I mean, if the Suns had just shot average in that first quarter, we're talking about a different game mm-hmm. here, and and they couldn't couldn't muster that. So it makes that defensive gap look that much bigger uh, and that much more troubling for this team. Uh, but the three point shooting, like, it's been rough. You, they got to figure that out. Yeah, you know? and and they're they've been a top ten team in three point percentage all season long. Um, the last two games, they've shot 13 for 44, which is just under 30%. And then tonight, it was 4 for 21, which is 19%. If you're only taking 21 threes, you better be hitting like 10 of them to make up for the lack of threes that you're taking because yeah. the Warriors made two fewer threes than the Suns attempted. Like, you're not going to win when that's the math. It's just impossible. Well, and it's pretty bad. I mean, you wasted a combined 25 of 39 shooting and 59 points at a book NDA. I mean, those two guys, uh, the internet's still going to blame DA and, and so be it. You know, people will say what they will, but his offense in that third quarter very much helped them close mm. the gap. And if you get a night like this from DA, if you get anything else from a lot of these other guys, you should be able to win most of these games. But again, like you mentioned, the bench MIA. I mean, Terrence Ross is becoming an enigma. He'll score 20-plus points one night and, you know, on, like, 40 shots he'll take. And then he'll shoot five tonight and have three points. Like, it makes – he's starting to make very little sense to me right. on this bench. And, and you know, you've got Tory Craig who has two points. You know, you're just not going to get it done 
uh, on a night like that when you're trying to make up for KD mm-hmm. and these supplemental pieces aren't giving it to you. Gerald and I were talking during mm-hmm. this game just about how the Suns bench doesn't have any consistency. And I'm not talking about rotations or minutes played. I'm talking about there is not a particular player on this bench who you can rely on every single night to consistently get you X. Mm-hmm. It's always a crapshoot of who's going to be the guy that night who plays well for the bench. Is it Terrence Ross? Is it Ish Wainwright? Is is it Tory Craig? You know, wh- whoever that person might be, you never know from night to night. And that is so frustrating. And it's got to be difficult for Monty too because, or campaign, like you can't go to this one guy and say, I know every night I'm going to get 10 and 6 from him. Mm-hmm. And consistently, we can rely on him for that. It's so all over the place. And that has got to be so frustrating. But it's got to be frustrating for this bench, too, that just Katie's out. Now they're not staggering at all. They're going back to the all bench lineups. So they're not getting anybody that can take a little of the heat to, you know, to draw a little of the defense to help get them a little bit of a feel, which they got for three games. And it's back to this. I mean, I get that, but you can't. You got to find some the, level of consistency I without relying solely right. on Kevin Durant. Like you also oh, have agree. to bring something to the table. The, the problem is if you're going to stagger to prevent an all bench lineup with one of Book, Paul, or Aiton in there, it's basically Booker or Paul. Because as much as yeah. Aiton can finish plays, he's not creating individual offense for you just because that's, that's what enough. his skill set is. So if you are staggering, you're basically playing them even closer to playoff minutes than you kind of already are. I think it's too early for that. Um, but I do agree, like Lindsay said it best, that you there's just not one guy on the bench that you can look at and know what you're going to get consistently. That guy used to be campaign. He's been really up and down since he's come back. Some nights, I mean, he still scored nine on four of eight shooting, but the turnovers have been rough. Some of the decision-making has been rough. Like TJ Warren hasn't looked good. I know a lot of people want to see him play more, but he just hasn't looked good on either end. Terrence Ross is a traffic cone defensively at best right now. Ish Wainwright, great defender, but his three-point shooting has kind of disappeared. Like it's And tonight, I will say, I know a lot of people are on Monty about his rotations and whatnot. I didn't think this was a well-coached game from him in terms of, you know the Warriors' defense switches because they're smaller, and they've talked all season long about how Jock Landale is great at punishing those mis- mismatches on the switches. And so they went with Bismack Biombo, who got one hook shot way too many, who bobbled a couple of passes at the end of the third quarter that should have been layups or dunks. Which probably would have with Jock. Right. Like, I, I did not understand that. And I know he's trying different things here for the next couple of games to figure out who can give him what. But, like, tonight didn't make sense for me to go back to busy in my mind. I, I felt like Landell was the clear, obvious choice there, and he didn't get burned until the very end. Um, so it, it probably is frustrating for the bench guys too, not to know when their number is called and mm-hmm. Monty's alluded to that. Um, but at a certain point, like you do have to be able to step in and give something in limited minutes, no matter when you're called, cause that's what it's going to be come playoff time. You have to be flexible and change things up based on the matchup. And right now, uh, unless Kevin Durant is out there to act as your security blanket, these guys, the contributions are just kind of all over the place. I I'm going to admit something, and I shouldn't. I did not realize T.J. Warren stepped on the floor tonight. Yeah. That's <laughs> how little impact 
he's had. I mean, he's known as a shooter, right? Mm. And the last few times he's gotten out there, he doesn't shoot. Mm. Like, if you're not going to shoot and you're a shooter and you're not a very great defender, <clears throat> you shouldn't be out there at all. Like, right. there's, there's just no point in it. But I'm going to go back to this, and I said this the other night. It's time to take Tory Craig out of the starting lineup. And that's not because I hate Tory Craig. I prefer what Tory Craig provides you on the bench. Mm. I think he's a better player when you get a 15-minute, you know, 16-minute kind of run out of him. And he knows he's going to come out and play the role that he's used to. With the defense struggle, defensive struggles in the you know in the first quarter lately, maybe you give Ish a little bit of a run right now and hope maybe he finds his his three point stroke because he's going to get a lot of easy looks uh, with the starting lineup and see just to try something a little bit different right now. If we're going to experiment anyways, you might as well try to give a jolt. You know. Speaking of Tory Craig, did you guys feel like he was? purposely not wanting to shoot tonight almost like like not the whole night but there were moments at least where it was like why didn't you take that shot right he's passed up a couple of looks and i think he needs to get back to he needs to have another one of those heart-to-hearts that he had with monty early in the season when he kind of simplified what they needed from him defense cutting and crashing the offensive glass those are the things that he's really good at that he brings to the table especially when he's starting um, that they need him to like obviously the three-point shooting has been off a little bit we should have probably expected some regression considering he was shooting like 40 percent for most of the year and is not that guy for most of his career um, but he does right now he's not giving them a ton offensively he is kind of a liability on that end and as much as he hustles on the defensive side of the ball it does kind of block your progress when Craig and a Kogi kind of fit into that same category of you don't know if they're going to shoot 40% from three that night or zero. Like there's, there's very little in between. It feels like with those two, but that that's everybody not named Booker CP three or, or KD on this roster. I feel like at this moment, and it's a weird slump that a lot of guys uh, are facing right now, but I don't know. I just, I feel like Tori's better sort of playing fewer minutes and, and being able to go out there and give it his all in a 15-minute stretch than he is continuing to play 28. I know he, he's done a valiant job in having to step into that slot this year when he wasn't expected to, but I, I think it's time to get him more acclimated to that bench role where he's going to play in the playoffs and, uh, and experiment with that fifth starter just to see if you jumpstart things. Well, buckle up, y'all, because it's another tough one tomorrow night against the Bucks. And mm-hmm. this might just be a, a little bit of a rough stretch for us until Kevin Durant comes back. Um, so if, you know, you need to stop by the grocery store tomorrow and pick up a 15-pack of Sun's Brew, I don't recommend you drink all 15 in one night. But, you know, maybe one or two <laughs> nice cold ones just to take the edge off. Four Peaks has you covered. And they are delightful beers. They taste fantastic. So it's a win-win all around. Also, if you're looking for something fun to do on St. Patty's Day, you know Four Peaks 8th Street Pub is the place to be. They're going to be having a great time out there. So if you are looking for a place to hang out, make sure you check out the Four Peaks Pub in Tempe. As a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. And if you do end up hitting up Four Peaks for... Uh, St. Patty's Day, make sure you check out, we've told you this a hundred times, but the chicken tenders, of course. But mm-hmm. then if you get your fries four peak style, 
That was one that I learned like maybe two months ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that at first, but it is super bomb. It just takes your fries up a little. No, (laughs) it's my home recipe. That's your home recipe? Uh, No, it's just a whole bunch of really good spices and seasonings and good stuff. Good stuff. How do you make a Four Peaks beer green? That's what I need to know for St. Patrick's Day, though. I mean, is it just food coloring, right? Is it just food coloring? I I don't know. Is that how you make green beer? It's just food coloring, right? Craig, I'm bringing green food coloring to the house. Let's have some green beer. Four Peaks, baby. Um... If you put too much, does it stain your teeth and then yeah. your teeth turn green? I guess we'll find I out. I guess we'll find on, out. On Sunday's show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, there was two positives to tonight's game that I can definitely point out. Maybe three mm. uh, if you want. The first one, though, is that I hit my bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook There we go. That's not a positive. Positivity. And, uh, that means I'm officially back in the lead, right? Here we is go. Is that what that means? Emma, look at that. I, I hit it was a it was a baby bet. It was a plus one thirty, <laughs> a little three leg same game parlay, but it hit Nessos and Saul's did not. Can't so leaderboard. What does the leaderboard Steph look like? Curry she looks so me. cute right it's now. <laughs> look how how many cute more she did you need from Curry? Six. Six Ooh. more. Ouch. Six more and I would have gotten fifty. Saul just needed two more I, from Chris Paul. I would have jumped I would have jumped Saul if I if I gotten those 6 points. <laughs> Woulda coulda shoulda. So here's what the leaderboard is looking like. I'm at the top with $283.04. Saul is in second place with $250.13 and Espo rounds us out at $217. I'm I'm going to make my prediction right now. Go ahead. I will be in the lead by tomorrow night. Where Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Expect a big bet from this guy tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Which means I'm losing big tomorrow between learn. I'm a terrible jinx. Oh man. Well, if you guys want to get in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, be sure to download it right now and sign up with that promo code PHNX. Because new customers who use that promo code can bet five dollars on the NBA and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With code PHNX, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The second really good thing that came from tonight's game is that we got to watch Devin Booker play basketball, and he is our king of the game tonight. Devin Booker finished with 32 points. He had four rebounds. He had two steals, 12 of 20 from the field. Devin continues to get buckets in the most insane ways. Mm-hmm. They He even had... The broadcast crew today talking about how some of his shots are just so incredibly difficult and amazing to watch him find his way to the basket. Mm. At least he got some love tonight and we got to see some really solid basketball from Book. Yeah, I mean, he's been on a tear recently. He was averaging 35 in the last four games coming into this one, dropped another 32 tonight on better than 50 percent shooting. Um, the three ball wasn't there for him tonight, but I thought he played well and he was he and D.A. were the driving force in that third quarter. I think they scored all 18 of the Suns first points in that third. Um, it, he's been fantastic recently. He needs a little bit more help because um, I think in the first three games with Kevin Durant, it was easy to see, OK, he's he's got less attention on him now. He's feasting. But. Without Kevin Durant, it hasn't slowed him down much at all. So he's still been feasting. Tougher. Yeah, it's just been tougher. <laughs> some of the shots he's hitting, you're like, holy shit. But um, he just he needs some help. He got it from DA in spurts tonight. Um, I don't think you, you look at the numbers 27 and 12 on 13 and 19 shooting. 
numbers are great. I didn't think this was a great DA game um, in terms of some of the offensive rebounds that went past him. Um, he still needs to develop more than one move other than that spin move to the same direction there was every one time. time. Like, Why did he spin that way? And uh, like, he only knows that go to the left. DA is Derek Zoolander. <laughs> he can't turn left, and we need to give him that left because if they did, he'd be unbelievably oh. difficult to guard if he could spin either way, but he only spins one way, and defenses have the scouting report. They know where to go, where to swipe the ball, and it happens at least – once or twice a game now, he's got to work on that. But it was a good game, good quarter, especially for him. Um, but I still think he can do more and add more to this team, especially with Kevin Durant out. I do too, which I love the fact that we're sitting here, he had 27 points, and there were a lot more that were left out there on the court for him. So again, he's he's striving to continue to get better. Mm. But we're right back where in the cul-de-sac we keep getting stuck on. Devin Booker needs help, mm-hmm. and and it and that's why you go out and get KD. I understand that they said, hey, if this were the playoffs, KD would be playing, but it doesn't make it any easier on Book the next two weeks. He's going to get his, but it's going to be back to that hard, facing a lot of double teams. And what I liked tonight was he took it to the hole. He didn't care if he was getting double teamed, if he had to at, at one point in any given play – take on four different guys as you get into the hoop. He found ways to get in there, make those tough shots, get a few end ones or opportunities at end ones as he missed some free throws. But I like that aggressiveness. I'd much rather have book, you know, hardly shoot threes and score 32 that way Mm -hmm. to make a point to this team that get, get to the basket, do, do the tough things. Like there was an edge to Devin Booker tonight that I liked that helped them get back in this game. But tomorrow ain't going to be easy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be tough again on book. And now you've put all these minutes. I almost, as bad as it sounds to say, kind of wish they didn't go on that run in the third because it felt like after the, after the Warriors again stretched it at the end of the quarter, it was kind of you know a done deal. But you couldn't pull the guys out, right? You yeah. couldn't give them the rest before tomorrow. So now you're going to have... Uh, heavy legs tomorrow because you made the run uh, tonight and and now you're looking at okay how do we navigate taking on Giannis and the Bucks now a night after we had to expend so much energy just to get back in a game against the Warriors I see your point I'm 50 50 on it though because I do think there's something to be said about cutting a 25 point deficit down to three, Mm. you know, that that's impressive. That's something to be proud of. Like, is it a moral victory? Sure. But I would rather see that than them just fold over and just hand the warriors a 30 point win. Right. And I would be concerned if they got to like 38, 40 minutes, but book still only played 35. Chris Paul was only at 30. Like, on the first night of a back-to-back, that's not the end of the world, especially because the Bucks played a hard-fought yeah, game against the Kings. Fair. So I think it'll balance out, uh, especially with both teams having to travel as well. Um, and Giannis did get choked tonight, so maybe his neck will be sore. Was it Giannis or Brooke? I think or was Brooke. it, was yeah. it yeah. Brooke? Yeah. It was Lopez. Ah, damn. Okay, it was Brooke. <laughs> That still helps a little bit. So. That was a spicy little <laughs> kerfuffle. It really was. If you guys haven't seen that, you should definitely find it on Twitter. Maybe it was, be a it was interesting. Or two, or two. We would have to face a guy tomorrow. Probably won't be on the Bucks side of things, yeah. but we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But that was my third point as far as something you could take away from this game. One bright spot was the Suns getting back in 
to this game and not just 25 points down in the second quarter. We're just going to let them walk us home, basically. Like, I'm, I am glad to see that they kept fighting and tried really hard to get back into this game. Uh, well, I mean, when, you, when you're when you down 43-21 at the end of the first quarter, there's nowhere to go but up. But well, yeah. did you not watch Game 7 last year? Also a fair point. But, that, but that's fair what point. I'm saying. It could have been like that, and that would have been way more traumatizing. We were getting those flashbacks we in the were. second quarter when it got up to the yes. highest it was. I'm at a point where I don't care about moral victories right now, though, right? Oh, that's fair. You know, like, okay, it was nice. I enjoyed it because I have to watch every second of this. So I, I damn well appreciate it when they make it interesting. But there's also just this this little voice in my head that goes, what does that mean? Like a victory tomorrow mm. means something because you need it. Because now you've got the Clippers a game and a half behind you. The Warriors too. Like the, it, the margin for error is slowly getting smaller to keep home court and the chance of moving to that two or three is getting further and further away from you. I, I think yeah. the fan base needs to probably put ideas of the two and the three seed out of their mind. They're currently three and a half games back on the Kings and they're four and a half back on the, on the oh. Grizzlies for the two seed. Like they're probably going to be the four seed at this point. They uh, got to hold on to it though. I mean, they yeah, can, I mean, they can easily be the six. They're too. still up two in the lost column on the Warriors and Clippers, and they play. I don't know if they play. I think they play the Clippers one more time. I believe so. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a pivotal game, and obviously you can't be bleeding losses. But the last two teams they played are good cal playoff caliber teams. It's not like they're pushovers. Um, we know the Warriors what they're capable of, even though yeah. they haven't shown it consistently this season. Kings, Kings number one offense. Yeah, they have at home. They've been <laughs> phenomenal at home. If this game had been Phoenix, we might have been might be having a totally different <laughs> sure. conversation right now. Um, but yeah, they they need to close these next couple weeks strong. These first two games haven't been it, but there's also an adjustment process to having your best player and then not having your best player. But that's, I mean, that home and road uh, conversation right there is exactly why. You have to hold on to four because mm -hmm. if you fall to five, you could be going to Golden State for f four out of seven games, mm. and that is an uphill battle. Yeah, you're going to have to find a way to sneak one out there and then hold serve at home, mm. and that's a, da a a task that is somewhat daunting. Like you don't want to have to play those odds in the first round. So trying to find a way to hold on onto the fourth. Uh, is important, especially if you're facing Golden State. All right, we have a few things from the chat that I want to get into. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends over at OG's. OG's has been a partner of ours since the jump. Uh, they're a fantastic partner who creates fantastic products. I'm talking scratch-made THC so edibles. <clears throat> OG's creates some of the best products that are on the market. Whether you are looking for something to help you sleep at night, something to take the edge off, or just a good balanced edible OGs has exactly what you need. And it is official. Their brand new strawberries and cream happy balance gummies are officially on the shelves. These are a one-to-one -one CBD to THC ratio, which again, is just the perfect balance to give you a calm and relaxed vibe. Also take the edge off, give you a little bit of relaxation within your body as well. You can find them at your local dispensary or you can check them out at ogsbrands.com. You do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. But again, OGs, top-notch products, top-notch people over there. So make sure you guys check them out. Also, 
We have a really cool event that's happening in yes. two weeks, March 24th. Our PHNX Tea Party at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We want you guys to come hang out with us. We had one of these just a few months back, and it was an absolute blast. I cannot tell you how much fun we all had at our last watch party. Again, this one is on March 24th. It's at Dobson Ranch. We're going to be taking on the Kings. So it'll be a really good game. Uh-oh. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, if it's not, we'll all be together to be able to feel our feels with community. I am a little scared, though. We all will have golf clubs. Whack the shit out of a golf ball. <laughs> no. So grab your tickets now to reserve your spot. It's $45 per person. If you are a diehard, you do get that discount that comes with being a diehard. So yours is $36 per person. Or you can purchase a foursome at $160. Or again, diehards are at $120. Kids 10 and under play free. This is fun. Like, we're going to have food. We're going to have beverages. It's kind of like a golf simulator game. So it's kind of, it's like a driving range. Well, it, and it, you can play all the different games that they offer. Yeah, you could you can play different courses. It's a lot of fun. It's one of the most fun times I've had at a golf course. And I ain't a great golfer. I know that shocks a lot of you. but uh, <laughs> But I still have... A lot of fun when I'm out there, and mm-hmm. uh, there all sorts of partners will be out there. Free samples. Uh, last time, the uh, you know, we had stretching out there. Like oh, there's all sorts so of good. all sorts of great stuff. So come on out. It's a family friendly event. Last it time is. they had a little putting challenge set up for the kids out there as well. My six year old loved it. Mm-hmm. So uh, come on out. Let's have some fun. And we have one other thing I want to mention, if you don't mind. Yeah. Tomorrow night, Suns Bucks. We're doing a watch along. Mm-hmm. We'll be along with you live throughout the game. Myself, Saul Bookman, a cavalcade of potential guests. I don't know, probably none of them, but we'll have some hijinks. <laughs> uh, so if if tomorrow goes anything like tonight, at least you could share your misery with us. That's so true. Come on out. We'll uh, we'll be doing that right after the post game or, or post game. I really <laughs> hope we're not doing it after. Right after right the pre-game. after pregame, we will go live throughout the game right here on our YouTube channel. You can join us. It'll be a lot of fun. We promise you that. Can we can we go back to your use of the word cavalcade? Yeah. You are bright. I am bright. <laughs> I'm, I'm he tried bright. to tell you, Gerald. <laughs> I'm a bright peacock. I had <laughs> I gotta let me fly, Captain. I, I mean, I I my not to brag, but my verbal on the SATs was otherworldly. Okay. All right. All right. And I am a very smart individual. You just don't want to recognize it, and someday you'll all know it. All right. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, a couple things from the comments. Isai, thank you for your super chat off the top of the show. Uh, they and a few other people were uh, sharing the same sentiment, saying the rejump was BS. The re- oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, that didn't cost a game. I, I just <laughs> That is what BS. went wrong. That Right there, that, that was the difference. And your jinx tweet. Well, well that, you that, know, yeah. we set the tone in a really bad way. We did. So Tempted the fates. Maybe it was. This Maybe is what it happens. Listen, we're, we're trying to find a place to put the blame. Right. As opposed to tweet and the jump. Um, I'm, it's, it is what it is. That's where we're putting the blame. <laughs> the kibosh on this It's point. not on you. <laughs> it's not you. It was the tweet. It was the I inanimate the object tweet. that I mean, was I'm gonna, the tweet. I'm going to say it's him. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. The tweet Gerald. does not exist without the man. <laughs> and, uh, um, it's a transitive property, all right? It's, uh, <laughs> That's fair. Now I'm just trying to really impress you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're spinning in <laughs> circles. Yeah, no. All right. We got another super chat. This one is from Trevor. Trevor, thank you for your super chat. Said, was so happy when we got KD. 
but this is what I was worried about, him getting hurt. Now we're playing crucial games to keep our spot in the playoffs. So thank you for your chat, um, Trevor. There were also a couple additional people in the chat who echoed some of the things that we saw on Twitter tonight as well as on Saturday saying, you know, this was a bad trade, should have never gotten rid of Mikel and Cam. Um, now we're reaping what we sow, all that kind of stuff. And the one thing I will remind you mm. is that we did get news today from Dwayne Rankin at AZ Central that James Jones said that if it was the playoffs, Kevin Durant would be playing. But they're being extra cautious with this injury to prepare to have him fully healthy for the playoffs. So just keep that in mind. Like, this isn't a crazy injury that's going to keep him out for an entire season. It's just a few weeks. Does it suck? Yes. But again, it's not... It's not a, a season-ending injury. Right. And, and before anybody, I said this in the pregame show as well, but before anybody jumps to the conclusion of, oh, he should be playing then if he's healthy enough to play in the playoffs, I think that's more a referendum on how far guys are willing to go to play in the playoffs yeah. versus, you know, oh, he's just sitting out games and coddling it or whatever for the regular season. I, I think, you know, just because he would play in a playoff series does not mean that they're, you know, milking it or that he's injury-prone or whatever people are going to jump to. Um, I think they're doing the right thing and being cautious because James Jones even said if he did play, he would be a little bit hobbled right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want to risk anything. They've got their eyes on a bigger prize. So I understand it's hard to feel like you're getting the proper ROI when you trade for a guy like Kevin Durant. We've only seen him for three games and this horrific thing happens right before his home debut. It's, it's understandably demoralizing. Um, but anybody saying that the trade is a mistake or that they shouldn't have done it, this is you crazy. you got to find some patience. Durant is a top 15 player of all time. If you can trade for a guy like that who can be the best player in the world on any given night, you yeah. do that, and it raises your title ceiling. They just need him healthy before the playoffs or at the start of the playoffs, and there's still going to be a title threat. Um, and they still have him for more years after this. This is not a situation where it's all in on this year. Like, yes... You need to maximize Chris Paul's window. You need to maximize the roster you have now and try to win it this year. Um, but even if they fall short this season, that doesn't mean the trade was a disaster just because Mikhail's balling out in Brooklyn. Well, and, you know, people talk about, oh, well, a guy gets injured. Well, do we forget that Cam Johnson was early, injured for mm. a majority of the beginning of this season that hurt this team, and it's part of why they're in the position where they're fighting uh, for, you know, for home court? Now, and I, I'm trying to find it, and somebody tweeted me during the game, uh, I like this trade until Kevin Durant isn't out there. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I, fair. I get it. Like, my mind started spinning when right. I heard that. Because I'm like, yes, in theory, that, that makes sense, but it's two weeks. Right. I get that, that they're four games out of, you know, or, or ahead of, the 13th team, mm. you know, but that's just a byproduct of the West this year. And they have enough to, to keep their standing and then play well in the playoffs. I love, I love the fact that Mikhail's balling out. Right. But to look at that and go, see, they had one of the greatest young cores in basketball and they blew it up for no reason. It's like Kevin Durant, top 10 player of all time. Top three player in the game right now. Mm -hmm. Fluke injury happens, all right? 
you take the chance 100 out of 100 times right. to do this. And like, you can't plan for that because that's not a him being injury prone no. type thing. It's not a product of his past injuries. It was a freak ankle slip that happens more often than people acknowledge. Um, and it sucks. Yeah, we're not going to lie. We're not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, everything's hunky-dory. Like, no, they need to string wins together mm-hmm. to preserve their playoff seating. But at the same time, like, because when we're fans of something, we care so much about it, the emotions can overshadow logic. And I would like to remind people that back in December, when Mikhail couldn't hit a damn shot, people were saying bench Mikhail or Mikhail's yeah. never going to be anything good or Mikhail, this is... Like, this is why D.A.N. McHale can't be a number two option. Mm-hmm. Now he's the number one option on the Nets, and everyone's like, we should have never traded McHale. Like, we cannot we also, be prisoners of the moment like that every fucking day. We also called Cam Johnson injury prone. Right. Like, I think I think we just need to focus less on the individual games and zoom out a little bit, focus on the big picture a yeah. little bit more sometimes, which I we're all guilty of. Mm. Um, I don't I know. Just, I just, I don't understand. It's a little crazy right now. Uh, like, you can't say, oh, this is what Mikhail's doing there, and it would have been exactly the same here. Right. It wouldn't have been. No. And, but- and like, and Kevin Durant, go watch those three games that he, the, the three games he played, right? And you look at that team, and you can't tell me that's not an NBA championship caliber team. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're going to see it again in two weeks. They've got to they've got to play well enough to to win some games here, but this isn't all is lost. Now, you start sliding, we can have a different conversation, and mm-hmm. we can question how long does KD stay out at that point. But right now, you're still four games ahead of uh, you know the the bad part that, that you don't want to be in in the West, and a game and a half again ahead of the the fifth and sixth uh, teams. So. I'm not panicking yet. And this all this whole narrative changes if they come out and win tomorrow. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, hey, great, the Suns. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boo Boo's brother in the chat said, I think it's all right to be nervous. We're currently in fourth, but uh, only three games ahead of being in the play-in tournament. I'm not saying, and I don't think any of us are saying that, you can't feel a little bit of nerves no. throughout this two to three, however long um, period of time that Kevin Durant is out, that the Suns are going to drop a few games and potentially fall in uh, in the rankings, but I don't. I just don't want you to panic. That's the difference. Is I feel like a lot of it is panicking. Like if you, I think personally, if we're going as far as to saying that the Suns lost the trade, that um, you know our title, our window is closed. Like Kevin Durant has ruined the Suns. To me, that's panicking. That's if nuts. you're upset <laughs> about the performance and upset about the lack of energy or communication or whatever, whatever it is that you're upset about. That's one thing. Um, but, but I think there's a difference. And I think a lot of people are, are full blown ready to, or already have hit the panic button. Oh, awesome. And I think that's a little premature. I'm nervous. Like anytime you, you see how close things are and you know, a handful of games here or there could change it. Yeah. I'm nervous, but I'm not going to just say, Hey, the trade was a total mistake. Because of this. Now, if KD was out for the rest of the season in the playoffs, maybe that's a different conversation. But that's not the case. So I'm not going to sit here and act like all is lost. It's just a tougher road. Okay, Marco in the chat so said, so when do we panic? When they when, when they are fall you guys prepared the, to panic? When they fall into the close to the play-in. 
That's when I'll panic. Like how close? Like when they're a game out of seventh. Okay. Like that's when I'd panic. Gerald, do you have a panic? mode at all no. or are you just like i'm good no <laughs> unless you're, just no why are we panicking unless we get a press release that kevin rad is out for the season and also may never play again there's no reason to panic like no, this no, no, are you, no, are you no. guys scared of the fucking timberwolves in seventh are you scared of the lakers or the pelicans who have fallen apart no, like with a healthy Kevin Durant, this team is a title contender. They're better than all of the teams that are in this range. Like, yeah, first round matchup with the Warriors or the Clippers would be a rough way to start the playoffs. But I'm not panicking at all. There's no reason to fucking panic. Kevin Durant is the best player on the earth on any given night. He's up there with Giannis. He's up there with Joel Embiid, up there with Nikola Jokic as far as the title of best player on earth. Like, I'm just not even close to panicking on any of this. But what if they're a game out of seventh? I don't care. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Like, look at the teams that they would play if they're seventh or eighth. Like, the Nuggets, we've been saying this whole time. Like, no, you don't want to play the Nuggets in the first round. But we've been saying this whole time. We like the way the Suns match up with the Nuggets. The Grizzlies, we don't know when John Morant is going to be back. The Kings, this is their first playoff series in over a decade and they've got a lot of inexperienced players and the Suns have matched up really well with them all season. I just, I, I hate the panic because it, it's crazy to me. Like, that was your pep talk <laughs> sponsored by PHNX. <laughs> Welcome to God. Get your shit together, everybody. It's going to be okay. Um, I think we should just play it just so everyone can feel better. <laughs> Bring a little joy in our lives. In the darkness, <laughs> beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to yep. That was the energy you got there. That's exactly the energy you got fine. there. Usually you don't match the energy of your open, but tonight you, you did. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We got another super chat. This one is from Big Moves. Thank you for your super chat, Big Moves. Said ideas for DA to catch bounce passes. Pre-game honey on hands. Maple syrup, football gloves, Espo's hair gel, Gerald's beard grease, Lindsay's oh. winter gloves. What are we thinking? You got beard grease? I, I don't, don't have know. that much hair. <laughs> I got like pomade listen, or something. Guys, listen, he, they were complimenting you. He said, your oh. hair looks good, your beard looks good, oh, and they nice. like my winter uh, gloves. Well, that's nice. Yeah, thank you. I must moves. have missed the episode you wore your Say winter thank gloves. You. I, I think thank you. Thank you, big <laughs> I think My there's an assumption that the hat leads to the gloves when I'm outside, right? Because I wear a beanie all the time. When have you ever oh. worn gloves? I don't wear gloves. Unless I'm in a, like, a really cold place. Okay. Um, But what yeah. The- Thank you for complimenting all three of us. Beard. You're so kind. <laughs> that rub, that I'm, all, the hair I'm all self-conscious and shit. <laughs> it was a compliment, you guys. I just got my hair cut. They mm. put stuff in my hair. I don't know what it was is. Was it a compliment or was it a DA teardown? I feel like that's what it was more than... <laughs> more than <laughs> the first part was a DA teardown and the second part was complimenting your hair, your hair and your beard. But your beard shouldn't be sticky, nor should my head. So why would it help DA's hand? Uh, you guys are so annoying. Take everything so literally. My <laughs> Yes, we do. We shouldn't have read the words and interpreted them. Damn us for I interpreted that. You tried to make them literal. That's the problem. We just read the words. It's fine. Anyway, uh, we did get a little. So we talked about the spiciness in the Bucks game tonight. Mm -hmm. We did get a little bit of spice in tonight's game Mm -hmm. between Steph and CP3. So the Warriors talk on Twitter had shared this video from the game tonight 
where Steph was talking a little a little trash to CP3. Yeah, he had just muscled through him for the N1, and he was saying it ain't 2014 no more, which sadly it's not, because if it was, we wouldn't pay having this conversation about the Suns bench. Oh, yeah, we wouldn't be. But also rude. We'd be talking about (laughs) Tatum.com if it were 2014 around here. My thing is, is like, talk your shit, Steph. That's fine. Mm. But like, was that maybe a little too close to home considering like you're what, three years younger yeah. than Chris Paul? You look at the calendar, yeah. Steph. You getting old too. Like, you're one of the greatest shooters. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, what happens when somebody does that to you in three years? I'm not going to say anything because I feel like in three years, Steph's uh, still going to be like a top 10 player in the game. So I'm, I'm just, I'm going to That was abstain. mean. It was mean. It was mean. But. That one was like to the core yeah, yeah was, but why, th- why was, that was personal why this year say it to cp3 right like you've been waiting you've I been mean, waiting for him to regress a little could, bit couldn't he have <laughs> just said this ain't 2000 uh, 2002 like they just won the title like why do you gotta go all the way back to like he did go back <laughs> nine years that's like, I mean, come on that's that's ancient <laughs> history i was 100 pounds lighter and worked for the suns like yeah great life changes a lot in, you know, almost 10 years, Steph. Yeah. He technically is not wrong. It is not 2014. No, it, he, he borrowed Dame's watch and he was like, not 2014. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, everyone in the chat's like, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He, he's not. But it was mean. <laughs> I and I, did, I didn't like and it. And I didn't like it. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think it's mean. I just think it's a lame burn. No, that's kind of mean. That's like he literally was, just called him washed. It's a it's he a called him an old burn. man. Yeah, it's a it's quality. a really good burn. Yeah, and it was warranted. Talk your shit. Oh. Hey, <laughs> hey, Emma, it's not 2014 when you were eight. All right. <laughs> Espo's calling you young now because you called him old on Saturday. I'm at. Oh wow! It is what it is. You just My feelings take. hurt so much, Espo. Damn, I'm gonna go fucking cry about it in the bathroom. She's, like, she's like, your math is off. I was 11. Can't get it right, Espo. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, gentlemen. Um, we I do have something fun for us. Do we? Well, we prepared something fun for ourselves. Uh-huh. Any final thoughts on this game before we move into a fun uh, round out of the show? Flush it and move on to tomorrow. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. So it's March, and that means it's uh, bracket time. One of my favorite traditions of this month every year is to put together brackets of random things. And today, in honor of... Uh, PHNX and Circle K teaming up as partners and giving one of our listeners a $500 gas card. All you have to do is text PHNX to 31310. We're going to do a bracket of the best things that you can find at Circle K. So these are when you're on a road trip, if um, you know, you're just stocking up for uh, maybe spring training or something like that. Mm-hmm. What are you grabbing when you run to Circle K? So we all put together our categories here. We had candy, we had uh, salty, we had drinks, and then we had miscellaneous, which were anything we liked that we wanted to kind of put on the board. Mm-hmm. So which one do you guys want to start with? I think, no, I think we're going to start with the uh, the peanut M&Ms and Twix. We'll we with. do, because this is a grudge match right off the bat. Lindsay over here. Twix are my favorite candy bar. And Lindsay just says, oh, those are trash. They are trash. They are Peanut not. Peanut M&M's are my favorite candy. And oh. they 
Talk about oh, basic. hundred percent better. Talk about basic. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> are we talk? Are we talking regular Twix or peanut butter Twix? Regular. Whatever Twix, Twix you want. No, we're talking regular Twix. He said Twix. That's regular. Well, I got to be the deciding vote here, and I am not a, a caramel fan. Oh Thank my you. God! What a horrible practice! This is garbage Good already. Move the twigs. This is Good garbage already. Night, twix. Erroneous. I'm, I can't not. wait to watch the chat. I cannot believe that Twix is your favorite. Twix candy is bar. fucking bomb. It's fantastic. No. The Peanut M&Ms are like what my grandpa used to give me growing up because they were yeah, the well, easiest candy to buy. Yeah, well, your grandpa was a smart man. He Maybe was you should have listened to him more. He was a smart man, but I would have liked the Twix instead. <laughs> Do you like the left or the right Twix? I, I've never understood that. That's that the same the, fucking shit. And that's also <laughs> the worst The worst part about Twix is the marketing. Like, are you serious is right now? Is that your problem? With, okay, the marketing's dumb. No, I've, the Twix in and of itself is gross. The left, right. They're just that's not good. Just, Again, that's you're just wrong. objectively incorrect. I I would rather not eat a candy bar than eat a Twix. Oh, you're, that's so bad. You're wrong, Gerald. It's the left. Another reason I voted on <laughs> Of course All you right, would say All right, let's that. move on to the next Reese's one. Reese's or right. Sour Patch Kids? Reese's or Sour Patch Kids? Sour Patch Kids all the it's way, 100%. Reese's. This is my it's Sophie's Reese's. choice because these are my two favorite things. It's right? Sour Patch Me and Kids. Lindsay? No. <laughs> no, not Having to YouTube. decide our votes. Definitely not YouTube. <laughs> Reese's and Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Oh, it really depends on the. I'm gonna go Sour Patch. Kids. Son yes! of a bitch, Espo. You're killing I'm me on this. Suck it, Gerald. Okay, Sour Patch Kids are like crack to me. All right. They're like, so good. I am like literally. Uh, I can't walk down an aisle with them without at least Man. having the urge to pick. Them you up. eat a whole bag of Sour Patch Kids, your face is like puckered up for the rest of the day. So yeah, but, but it's worth it. it. No, it's just worth it's it. Not, it's painful after a certain so, amount of time. This is very clear. Gerald's not getting anything through in this bracket. He's not. This so, is Espo, what are we doing? Already. Peanut M&Ms or Sour Patch Kids? <laughs> I'm still going Peanut M&Ms um, because as much as I love Sour Patch Kids, if you put both of them in front of me, I'm going to reach for Peanut M&Ms first. I am going to go Sour Patch Kids because... <sighs> we already know how this one's going to end. Yeah, get this Peanut M&Ms <laughs> bullshit out He's here. He's such We're a hater. I, should, I, such a I, hater. I don't need something that crunchy and hard oh in my game. Gosh. It's such a basic... Look, You're basic. If I'm I just... want an M&M, I'm going to eat an M&M. <laughs> just... I don't need you to jam a peanut in it. But the peanut gives it a little crunch. Where was this reasoning a round ago? And then (laughs) you put them in the freezer? Oh, my God. And then you crack your fucking teeth like (laughs) Do you like to go to your dentist? Bro, how weak are y'all's teeth? That you can't eat a frozen M&M? What kind of choppers do you got that you're freezing peanut M&Ms? Clearly, really strong, healthy ones. Look, if you said regular M&Ms, it it carries the category. The peanut lost me, all right? (laughs) It's also... It's all the, the dumbest of the M&M's in the commercial, wow. too. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> now we're going too far. That one even, was personal. I'm not even going to get into the marketing <laughs> side of this. All right. What's next? Sour cream and onion Pringles or salt and vinegar chips? Ooh. I'm sour cream and onion Pringles all the way. This was so specific on Lindsay's part for sour cream and onion Pringles. Yeah, they're the best. Are they even the best flavor of Pringles? Yes. No. We're in the salty category. Right. And the salt is the first name yes. in, in salt and vinegar chips. Mm. My daughter calls them salties. I'm going salt and vinegar chips. Here. Just because the name of the category is salty doesn't mean for Espo's that daughter, any... salt and vinegar chips. What? Yeah, <laughs> the girth. You guys are both wrong. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, gross-ass cashews or beef jerky? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> you excuse. Okay? You didn't even, um, did you even spell beef jerky right? I'm going with Is that jerky. how you spell beef jerky? jerky? I just put jerky. I'm going with jerky. I'm going with cashews. I'm going with cashews as well. Cashews are the best kind of nut. They're you guys are so the Cashews old. are good, but it's just mm-hmm. like, if I'm going on a road trip, I'm not picking cashews. You're, you're, oh. Who is getting cashews? You're me. Two of us right here. Men yes. of taste. <laughs> You, uh, That's fucking debatable. <laughs> <laughs> the best nuts, though, are the girthlings in the chat. Can I, just that say? I can't even acknowledge what he just said. I'm There's too busy nothing. on the bullshit that they just said. There's nothing I love more than when Emma is on my side of something and she's the one who insults you guys. Oh, man. You then that- I don't have to be the bad guy. And Emma just goes straight for your guys' throats every time. The last time she was on your side, you were wrong. No. Also, I, fair I, point. I no, she was still right. Both also of us were still point. right. And the fact that you said so confidently, I really wish that the camera was on you guys. That you have taste, Gerald? I absolutely fucking have taste. It's not my fault y'all like basic ass peanut M&Ms. We are sour men of cream taste. and onion Pringles. We are bright and have good taste. Right. You sure you guys are. All right, which one do you want to move on? Salt vinegar chips or cashews? Yeah. I don't like salt and vinegar chips at all, so I'm picking cashews. I had a uh, had a bag of the Circle K salt and vinegar chips over the weekend. Mm. Uh, they're Circle K brand, and they are spectacular. I'm moving those on. I mean, I love salt and vinegar chips, but I'm going with my pick, which is cashews. That's all right, especially because them. Emma insulted them earlier. I I can't res- I can't respect Lindsay's <laughs> flip flopping, but I can respect your love. Welcome to cashews, my world. So. <laughs> okay, Excuse? Sour Patch Kids are cashews. <laughs> Cashews are trash. I'm a cashews. Did I say they were trash or did I say who's reaching for cashews for a road trip? And then you go. And I answered me. Avocado cashews. Because I think salt and vinegar chips are nasty. Like I literally think they're gross. So if you put I mean, salt and vinegar chips and cashews in front of me, I'm going to eat the cashews because salt and vinegar is gross. Man. All right. This is a landslide. And if this goes... I'm not even. It's I'm not Gerald even entertained. Gerald's gonna vote for cashews. I oh, uh, I, we're doing that side yeah, of the bracket we might still. As well, we might as well finish the side. Sour I mean, Patch Kids versus cashews. Well, no. I mean, you guys are both gonna vote Sour Patch Kids, so I'll I'll just vote Sour Patch Kids as well. Because yeah. can you just vote for what you want? It's Sour Patch Kids. I'm, I would. I mean, I would have voted for Sour Patch Kids, but I didn't want to take all the intrigue out. Ooh. Well, that's tough. All right. Well, so we got Sour Patch Kids in the final over there, over cashews. <laughs> Collated okay. the chat says, what is going on in Phoenix? What are your eating habits? I'm concerned. I'm from Cal- California, and Sour Patch over M&M's is just preposterous. Although he spelled M&M's like the rapper. <laughs> I would take, I'd take, take the Marshall. rapper over Sour Patch Kids as well. I'd take Marshall <laughs> Mathers over the field. Um so we're going to drinks next? Yes. Yeah, let's do drinks. All right. Coke and coffee. So we're talking, You could get, this could be a Polar Pop Coke out of the fountain machine or a can of Coke, tall Espo. Boy, you love tall the tall boy boys. Can. Give me the tall boy can. And then um, the coffee that they offer at Circle K. So they've got obviously your regular coffee. And then they've got also like those little latte, like mixing machine things, mm. which are pretty yeah. great. The French vanilla is pretty tasty. Have you ever had the coffee and Coke? That they sell it to who No, can. but I've heard about people mixing they, coffee and Coke. They sell them in cans. Yeah, there's good. a couple coffee shops that make this, and I've always been curious about it. Is it good? It's really good. Is it? I'm going to have to it's try really it one good. time. Um, It's Coke for me 100%. 
I don't drink coffee, so it's Coke. Yeah, it's Coke for me. That's a yeah, that's sleep. easy. All right, Gatorade or a Polar Pop slushy. All right. So they usually have they they always have Coke, Cherry, they have Blue, and then sometimes they have a a fourth one. But for me, for it's Polar always Pop. Coke and Cherry. So we're basing this on I'm I'm on a road trip. I kind of kind of. Well, I mean, it could be I whatever, mean, but I will say like summertime you go get snacks from Circle K. I will say when you go to a Circle K or any gas station, I will 1,000% reach for a Gatorade before I get a slushy. Oh, every time I'm getting a slushy. Yeah, I, See, I go to the, I do that when I go to the movies. I get an icy, but... Yeah, yeah. have you tried Circle K's? They're oh, yeah. Better. No, I've, I've tried it. They're great, but if I'm going to a gas station, I'm getting a Gatorade. What color Gatorade? The yeah, light what blue color? One. All right, I'm going slushy. It's okay. What? what <laughs> oh do you mean, my god! What? Slushies are literally no, goaded. No, I'm not. There's no problem with the slushy pick. The problem is he changed to slushy after I told him my what? flavor of Gatorade, which is objectively <laughs> the best flavor of Gatorade. No, no it's yellow. No, exactly. it is not. It's it is yellow. yellow. Oh my it's god! Yellow. Your basic ass is out of the seventy. There are more flavors now than the basic one that's there from the start. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Gerald. It is broke. That's why they made it's like 30 million broke. flavors that's why it's, that's why yellow is still on the shelves unbelievable you're unbelievable it's the light blue you know why they called it gatorade why because of the florida gators because it was made at florida mm. university university of florida just think about what it would have been named if it was made at seminal or at, uh, at florida state oh my god <laughs> you were just teeing that joke up from the start so mad at you okay gerald what so i just googled top selling gatorade flavors of course, um, it's going to be the top selling. Yeah, the number one is lemon lime, and then the second is fruit punch, and the third is orange. Wow, Gerald. Yeah, the three basic flavors. Wow, I'm yeah. shocked that the three oh. basic flavors are the three Just highest selling. Are ones. you confusing basic and best? No, I thought I'm you not. were a wordsmith. I'm not. They're the oh basic my God. ones because they're or polar everywhere. Pop slushy. Which one? Um, either one. I'm cool with here. To be honest with you. I feel like I would go with the Polar Pop slushy because you can get a Coke slushy. That was my thought here, too, but I want to hear what Gerald has to say. <laughs> going Polar Pop. All right, I'm going Polar <laughs> Pop. You guys. Let's go. Slushies for the win. <laughs> All right, Slushies we are moving bad. on to the miscellaneous category here. So we've got Hot Cheetos or a breaded chicken sandwich. Oh, I, look, I am a convert to the Circle K Breaded chicken and Swiss sandwich. Mm -hmm. I, the <laughs> la, the first time we did a watch along, mm -hmm. I was in desperate need of dinner. We hadn't didn't have anything planned. And we were about to be on camera for four straight hours, mm -hmm. and we went over to Circle K, and I got one of those, and it is a spectacular sandwich. I was I was very skeptical. You reach for for a uh, get, you know a gas station sandwich, and you go, I may have second thoughts about this later. Not with that. I'm You're saying that. you don't have to lower your expectations no, this is, for this breaded chicken sandwich. No, it's actually good. Okay. Well, I'm going hot Cheetos. I'm sorry. I believe you, but I do love hot Cheetos. I, I, I also believe you, but I have not had it. And hot Cheetos are the best chip of all time. So yeah. we're going hot Cheetos. Okay. Real quick, before we move on to the next one, a couple of things from the chat that I think are hilarious. Okay. Um, Brittany said... Gerald, don't let them gaslight you. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. Um, but then at the same token, oh, Connor said, Girth, you're basic. Oh my goodness. Um rude. And then <laughs> <laughs> no. And then Eli said, Cucumber Limon Gatorade. Have you guys tried that one? No. no. It is bomb. Is it? Yes, it is. 
<laughs> no, it is not. That is I the one thing you and I are not going to agree on. You should try it's that next time. Such you guys an go. old person he, drink. He wants. To, I'm not kidding. It's not uh, an old person yeah. drink. Who it likes to drink? It doesn't come in a pouch with a little straw. It's an old person drink. This oh, was the taste gosh. that this was the taste that you were siding with earlier. Oh. Just just letting you know. We have. She also doesn't like watermelon flavored things, and I. I know. Oh, I just I had watermelon the watermelon flavored uh, gummy worms that she was giving yeah. me because she doesn't. She won't touch yeah. them. I know that's our trade off. Watermelon's trash. trash. It's just. Oh not, wow. It's not. And right. you're bougie <laughs> if I'm basic. All right. Am, how am I bougie? Bougie. What do you mean? How am I bougie? How am I bougie? Gerald. Tell. Describe the ways. Mm, I need my blue Gatorade. We'll be here all night. We don't have time oh, for that. It's not even God. a natural flavor, but I need my blue Gatorade. Wow, because. I like the best flavor of Gatorade on bougie. Unbelievable. Okay. Trevor agrees with me. He said it tastes like medicine. Oh, no. no, not medicine. You like, you like no, blue Gatorade and yeah. cashews. And you're telling yeah. me that, that that screams bougie. Don't confuse finer <laughs> tastes with bougie. There's a difference. Okay. Our, uh, <laughs> moving on in our miscellaneous topic is powdered donuts and hot dogs. Okay. It's a hot dog, 100%. I love both of these things. It's a powdered donut for me. So yeah. I'm the deciding vote. How about yeah. a hot dog wrapped no, in powder? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go get out. Only if there's ketchup. Um, <laughs> I, had hot, I had chocolate syrup. <laughs> no, that sounds fucking terrible. Uh, that sounds like something that they would make at like the Diamondback Stadium where they try all those crazy concoctions. Like, listen, if you wanted to put a donut on a hot dog plane, yeah. I'll forgive you. You put ketchup on it, okay. unforgivable. I'm bringing you a hot Hot dog and a powdered donut <laughs> with ketchup tomorrow night. It's so gross. Okay, look, if it was regular donuts, I would go regular donuts because I love to get just like the fresh donuts at a Circle K or a gas station. But I'm going to go hot dogs because I feel like I'm more likely to get a hot dog. You, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? Gerald, I'm uh, so disappointed uh, in you. Buck <laughs> Sons Watch Along. I'm going to set a, a price, and if somebody donates that much mm. in Super Chats, I will eat a powdered no. donut hot dog. You still need to eat a shoe. Oh, that's, oh, that's happening, happening on, on Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah, this is like intestinal torture week for Ashburn. This <laughs> was like, bring it on. It's brutal, man. Hot Cheetos. Hot, hot Cheetos. Yeah, hot that's dogs. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I admit Polar something? Hot dog I've or never, hot Cheetos. I've never had hot Cheetos in my life. What? Why? What? Do you not like yeah. spicy things? Is that no, why? I, just, I like regular Cheetos, so I, I mess with perfection. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I big, need to figure out I, what Gerald's what sounds like because every, what? it's like from that song. What? It's like a more casual little where, John what. No, it's like that. It sounds like, you know that song in Beetlejuice where like, that. But when they do that thing at the beginning, that sound, that's what it sounds like. I have no idea what you're talking about. I will play it for you after the show. I kind of want you to sing it again. Yeah, I'm going hot Cheetos. As you said, I'm a basic bitch, so I just need my regular Cheetos, all right? I'm going Polar Pop slushies. I'm going to go Polar Pop slushies with this one, too. Man, you're you, this this matchup, this final matchup is just a sugar it's rush. Perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's everything you need for this is like your childhood summer. If you got lucky enough and your parents gave you like five bucks to go to Circle K with no rules, yeah, uh, yes. this is what you end up. Like. Okay, I remember so who's the when final I used to winner? eat my cashews back in the day. Brother. No, I'm talking about the finals. <laughs> sour Patch and slushies. Yeah, it's either Sour Patch Kids or Polar Pop slushies. What did you vote for, uh, Lens? Polar Pop. I think I'm gonna go. 
I know it's going to lose, but I still think I'm going to go Polar Pop slushy. I love Circle K slushies. Where are you going, Gerald? I'm going to go Sour Patch Kids just because she went Polar Pop slushy. I think. We got to create some intrigue. Ooh, what's it going to be, Espo? I'm going to go Polar Pop slushies because there's nothing better than when it's 110 out. Mm. And I need that. And that... You get the caffeine boost from <laughs> one shining moment. Oh. Isn't it funny? Cashews lost. One shining moment. You voted for cashews. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it out of you. God. Oh my God. Pray for your poor taste buds. <laughs> There's nothing what? wrong with with a slushy when it's 110. Oh, out, no, right? no. I, I have no problem with the final two being in the final four. I just was pulling for Hot Cheetos and Twix, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, that's okay, Gerald. <laughs> I can just see Gerald sadly sitting in his car after the show with a bag of Hot I'm Cheetos going, and a Twix. <laughs> going straight there. I'm going to get both and my blue Gatorade. <laughs> Dunking his Just make sure you tweet it out. <laughs> Giant middle finger to both of you while I'm doing it. Cashews all over the car. <laughs> My life. I'm bougie. Uh, I'm I'm happy with the way that this bracket turned out. I am. I I'm thought upset. it was a solid bracket. In the words of Drake, I'm upset. Um, Eli said we need a whole episode dedicated to the Twix debate. Honestly, Eli, you would probably be so upset by the end of it because we would just yell at each other and say the same thing back and forth. You're yep. wrong. No, you're wrong. No, uh, you're wrong. Gerald, we're going to do a day where I bring in like three packages of Twix uh, and you're going to taste if it's the left or the right <laughs> and see if you can get it right. I hate that marketing so much. It's so dumb, <laughs> but it's the best candy bar. I will not hear otherwise. Oh my goodness gracious. Fantastic. Unreal. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for tuning in. We do have um, a super chat to mention. Uh, Laking Ball, thank you for your super chat. Said KD being injury prone since the Raptors final scares me, but he just needs to stay healthy for the playoffs. Until then, book got to carry this team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pretty much when he's been healthy for the postseason, he's done well. Uh, last year, not so great against the Celtics defense, but he also didn't have a lot of help in that series. This team has enough help for him if he can just get healthy. So hopefully. Yeah. Um, by the way, Connor said you like uh, breaking bad colored Gatorade. How New Mexico of you. So. On brand. I mean... <laughs> Mr. White's blue, highest purity. <laughs> also, I mentioned um, before we did the bracket about the giveaway with our friends over at Circle K. I'll mention it one more time because we want to make sure that you guys really have an opportunity to win this $500 gas card. But to tip off our partnership with Circle K, all you have to do is text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. You can see the show notes for more details, but this is an amazing giveaway opportunity, so make sure that you enter in to take advantage of it. Also, the Suns are going to be back in town, and uh, we're having our takeover on Thursday, which unfortunately is already sold out. It sold out in like a week. But if you want to try and get tickets to the game so you don't have to miss out on the fun, make sure you check out Game Time. The link is in the description of this show, whether you're on YouTube or whatever podcast platform you're on. And with Game Time, you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through that link that I told you about that is in the description of this show. Um, game time's awesome because it 
rewards you for procrastinating. And I like that. Does. So shout out to you, Game Time. So get the get Game Time some discounts on your tickets and uh, come watch the Suns with all of us. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay, guys, you ready to go home? See. Okay. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Don't panic just yet, but make sure you come back tomorrow. Join us for the pregame show, the watch along, and then the postgame show as the Suns take on the Bucks. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore Suns. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, cashews are trash, and Twitch are only good if they have peanut butter. Ahoy, ahoy. Unreal. Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like.